Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. One of many young coaches across the league and trying to build off of a great first season at UW-Superior. So pleased to once more welcome onto the pod the head coach for UW-Superior women's basketball, Emily Carpenter. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. All right, thank you for having me. So before we talk about the present and what's happening this fall so far for your team, and we will get there at some point, I want to go back <laughs> First, though, to the end of last season and what you experienced in your first year as a head coach for the Jackets. And for those who don't know, a team that you played for and you have a lot of history with the program, obviously. What are your thoughts and what took place the last few weeks of the season? You got your girls to play a lot better down the stretch, I guess you could say, and maybe playing their best basketball the last few weeks. You're the only team in the UMAC last year to defeat Northwestern second to last weekend of the season, and then you parlay that into a few more wins to get a playoff berth, and then ultimately your season ends earlier than you would have liked it to, I'm sure, against North Central in that semifinal. But what do you remember looking back to late February last year about how your team got better and better and ultimately finished the season that way? Yeah, no, for sure. Like you kind of said, towards the end of February, we were definitely, I guess, playing our best basketball that we had been all season. Um, and that just kind of took place with the girls just buying in every single day, knowing that we will get there at some point. We had a tough um, stretch earlier in the year, but just continuing to want to work hard every single day, knowing the potential that we had. Um, and especially you could definitely see it second time around um, in conference play. I think we went like five and two our second time around. Um, and it just yet again came with the girls kind of knowing what we could do as a team. And then we just relayed that onto the core of just continuing to get better every single day, working hard, pushing, pushing each other in practice, knowing that we did have the potential of making it to playoffs one and then two to the conference um, title game. And obviously, like you said, our season came short, um, cut short on the last basically play of the game, buzzer beater essentially. So obviously that was a bummer, but I'm definitely proud of where we finished. And obviously now we're continuing to build off of that. So. One more question, Coach, before we move past mm -hmm. last season. So you're in that moment for the first time in that position where it ends. And like you said, a fantastic game against North Central could have gone either way, going down to literally the final seconds in that ball game. Mm -hmm. What was your messaging to your players after that result and the season ending? Oh, boy. Let me try, let me try to remember, obviously. That one was a, a heart a heartbreaker, so kind of tried to move on quickly. But no, I just told them, obviously, it's not the way we wanted to end our season. But at the same time, nobody thought we would be there at all in the beginning of the year. So we proved almost every single 
person wrong. Um, and then probably even some of our own expectations we proved wrong. So obviously it was a heartbreaker, but we accomplished a lot as a team. And then obviously for those seniors, it was the first time that we had been to the playoffs for a while for them and having, having a winning record in conference. So just tell them that we had a lot to be proud of and proud of. And then obviously we had a lot of returners this year. So just kind of relayed that to them saying, yep, we accomplished a lot, but now for next season, moving forward, like we need to continue to build off of this. So coach, you kind of mentioned something there, and this is a question we've asked other coaches. You tried to move quickly past it. Didn't want to think about it. Do you ever go back to the film at some point though? and then learn from it? Do you watch it once? Have you watched it multiple times? Or do you just put it in the closet, you're done with it, and then you just move on? Yeah, no, I definitely went back and I've watched the film a few times now. It did, I'll be honest, it took me a few weeks to go back and watch it. Um, Just kind of trying to get over that. But then, like you said, there is obviously things to learn from from that film. So yes, I have definitely gone back. um, And I did for maybe a couple of months after our season ended, just kind of like preparing for now this year, just kind of some things that maybe we could have done better or needed to tweak um, moving forward. So yes, even though it sucks and it hurts to watch it still, I do go back. I did go back and watch it. No, I get that. I mean, I, I have games from high school. My last game here at Northwestern on the baseball field, I have a tough time watching that. So I totally, mm-hmm. totally get where you're coming from. I was just curious. So, all right. Speak to this in whatever capacity you can. Me and Ryan thought you did a tremendous job being the interim coach last year. You take them to the playoffs. It was fantastic. And then there's this decision to be made on who's going to be the coach heading into next year. Did you feel comfortable or confident that you were going to be offered the job? What was that process like? Um, did, Did you feel as if you had proven yourself and if you wanted it, they were going to give you the job? Or what was that kind of like? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought I, like kind of mentioned earlier, exceeded a lot of expectations um, and kind of did, I guess, prove myself that I was definitely worthy of the job and could get the job done. But obviously, in the back of my mind, it was always there. And then especially after that last game at North Central, right away, my thought was, well, do I even have a job anymore? Um, obviously my contract was through the end of May or whatever. So I continued to recruit and everything, but I did have to go through the whole like job search again and everything. I had to apply for it. Um, phone interview. Then I had to do, um, in-person interview, like on campus. Um, and I know, and I, I, I guess it did go very well. Um, let's just say that, um, obviously, but I know, um, I was feeling confident. Obviously, like I said, it was in the back of my head that there Oh, was I maybe wasn't going to get it, but legally and all that, like the school had to go through the search. So we had to have like other candidates and everything come to campus, do all their like presentation and everything. Um, After my presentation, I had like a 15 minute segment with um, the current players or like the returners. um, And I just based off the feedback that I had gotten from them um, and then just some like other uh, faculty on campus just kind of was like they definitely reassured that I. I did well and I kind of proved myself. So then obviously it was just a waiting game and it didn't take too long. But then obviously I think it was maybe a week later, I was offered the full-time job without the interim tag. So um, that's where we are today. And like I said, it was obviously a stressful situation at the end of the year, but it definitely paid off. 
We are glad uh, that you are still the coach. And uh, as Wyatt mentioned, we think, you know, you deserved it. Obviously, you guys were picked six last year and to get all the way mm-hmm. to the UMAC semis. And as I mentioned, being the only team to beat Northwestern. So congratulations for still being around. But now looking at this time of year, coach, where you're now through your non-conference slate, and we'll touch on that in a little more detail in a little bit, but you're looking ahead to conference play next week. We talked to you at about this same time last year. Go back to last late November, if you will, and compare it to where you're sitting right now. What feels Mm -hmm. the most different for you in this position, in this seat now in your second year? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you saying all the congratulations, everything. I appreciate that. Um, But definitely looking at from where we are now to last year, I think it's almost like a completely different team um, in terms of players, newcomers, um, style of play. Um, I think we're just kind of a step ahead already where we were at this point last year, just in terms of like our non-conference games and all that. We're through seven games and I think we're already competing better with the WIAC teams, things that we're playing, our teams that we're playing right now compared to last year. And that just goes with, again, the girls, the current girls that are on the team, and then some of the incoming um, freshmen and newcomers that I have on the team. They're all ones that want to continue to work hard every single day. They're asking to do individual workouts all the time, asking for feedback. So they want to continue to get better every single day. And that's kind of I guess a step in the right direction and a step ahead of where we were at last year with me getting the job. So late last year, it was just like, Hey, everything is getting thrown at me. Everything's getting thrown at the girls. So we kind of were just like hit the ground running essentially where now is having a year off or not a year off a year under my belt, all the summer, the fall, the eight um, additional days that we got to prepare. Um, I just feel like we're a little bit more prepared and just having kind of like more no knowing X's and O's at this point in our season. Well, speaking of being prepared, you got a nice, we joked about it before we hopped on, you got a nice break here before you start UMAC play. Do you like having Mm -hmm. the extra time to prepare for that? Or is it tough to kind of manage that? Because it's it's not common you have this many days off necessarily. It happens maybe once or twice over the holidays, let's say. But for this amount of time to prepare for conference play, it's a unique situation. How have you been handling that? And do you like having that amount of time? Um, yes and no. I mean, it's obviously nice for some of the girls and things that a couple of us are, a couple of them are banged up. So obviously that, yes, it helps. But at the same time, obviously I would have liked to have had one more game going into conference season with the whole scheduling process and everything. I really pushed for a game this Saturday, the second, but obviously that didn't um, play out for me. But at the same time, I think it also just with the win last night helps us now moving forward into conference season, having that motivation. Now the momentum kind of on our side going into conference season, Um, it's going to be, I guess you say a little bit difficult to stay motivated for, I think we have six days of practice now before we play again. Um, But like, I could just keep saying, I get props to the girls. They want to get better every single day. So I'm not, I'm not worried at all of having this many days off. I think it'll be kind of a nice little change for us. As wide and I like to say, you non-conference for show, you conference for dough because UMAC play is where you make your hay. So that is coming soon. And so hopefully you are all looking forward to that taking place. But I want to pull you back a few weeks, coach. The first win of the season 
taking place out in Chicago where you guys began your 2023-24 campaign and you take down what White and I call her the fighting Donald Ducks of Pomona Pitzer. <laughs> and I bring up that game because maybe you wouldn't call it a coming out party, but it got our eyebrows to raise. Elise Bessonen, I want you to talk a little bit about her. So she leads you guys in minutes, playing 36 minutes a game as your leading scorer so far this year. You lose two key seniors last year, no longer with the program, Kaylin Christian, Maddie Sanders. Obviously, some people have to step into their shoes. But take this moment to talk about Bessonin specifically. What have you seen from her early this year in leading your club? Yeah, she kind of knew. I mean, last year as a junior, uh, excuse me, a sophomore, she obviously had played a lot her freshman year. So she had kind of experience last year. But like you said, with some of our seniors on the team last year, she didn't have to do as much scoring. Um, But her and I had multiple conversations over the um, postseason, this summer, now preseason, even this fall. I'm just saying that she is going to have to step up and be that leader for us this year with being the point guard of the team we basically run off of the way she's playing if she wants to play fast we play fast um if she's scoring everyone else is feeding off of that and scoring like you said she she rarely gets breaks in close games like last night she played 40 minutes I don't take her out very often because she's one that we need to play like I said she controls kind of our whole offense um so she's definitely has stepped up big time for us this year already and she knows that um as a player if she's scoring she's helping the team so I and my assistant coach we tell her that we need you taking at least double digit shot attempts every single game because that is helping the team um and I think she's definitely seen that now and seeing her progress and what she's been able to accomplish individually but then yet alone now what we've been able to accomplish as a team when she's playing well so I'm definitely impressed with the way she's playing right now and I will and I know it only continue to get better as we get into conference season speaking of as a team coach now pivoting to that so you mentioned it a few questions ago that you said it looks a little bit different for your club this year when we talked to you at this time last year you said you love it when a team can push the pace and especially defensively you as a player, you mentioned you like to be in people's face and that high on ball pressure. What has maybe changed? I mean, shed some more light on that to what you were talking about a few minutes ago about stylistically, what may look different for jacket basketball this season versus last year. Yeah. Well, in terms of on the defensive side, I don't think much has changed and will change for us. We're still a team that's going to press almost 40 minutes of the game, um, depending on score and all that. But we're going to get up in each other's faces, in our opponent's faces. We're going to press. Um, we're going to create those backcourt turnovers for easy transition buckets. We're still a team that likes to play fast. We like to get up and transition. We have a lot of guards. But a little th- something that looks a little bit different for us this year is we actually have some height. Um, last year, we maybe our tallest girl was maybe 5'10", 5'11", if that. So we were playing, or I was relying on a lot of guards to play post that really hadn't really played post before just because there were taller ones. Um, this past recruiting season, I went out and I got a couple, I got a junior transfer and I got um, a 6'2 freshman that has been helping us. She's starting already for us. Um, so in, t- in terms of kind of offensive style, we're kind of more now a four out one in almost three out two in at times and kind of pounding it into the post in that aspect. Um, our post players are still pretty quick so they can get up and down and can play the tempo that we want to play. Um, so that's, like I said, that isn't really changing for us a little bit, but in terms of kind of the way we're playing on offense has definitely been different from last year. 
I don't want to get into any specific player or, you know, the guards mm-hmm. or the forwards, but what have you been most impressed with so far in the first seven games of the season? That's a pretty good sample size to start to look at trends, and it's not mm-hmm. just one box score to go off of. What's impressed you most about this group so far in the non-conference season? Yeah, I, um, I would definitely say kind of just our fight every single game. We've played some pretty um, tough non-conference games, a couple YX schools already, and every single game um, we're fighting until the end. We're keeping them relatively close, and the girls are just sh- showing up every single game wanting to get better. Um, and then, two, I would just say kind of our intensity and our energy, it's been there almost every single game. The girls are able to create and bring their own energy, and that's been super helpful for us. Um, and like you said, obviously we talked about Elise, but a couple other players have been stepping up for us big time. And at the same time, it's not just one person. It's kind of someone new almost every single game. We kind of have that depth this year that, hey, if someone's not on, well, someone else is going to step up right behind them and take this team to get the win. Um, So just kind of the way that different girls have been stepping up and being leaders for us so far has definitely been um, impressed. I have, I've been impressed with, excuse me, um, and just kind of their fight every single game. So, yeah. So we talked a little bit earlier about how last year you exceed expectations. Preseason poll, your pick six. You guys just fall short in the semifinals. A little bit different this year in the preseason poll. You guys are picked fourth. And as we mentioned, conference play right around the corner. Friday night, the eighth. You guys will start it off at the Mertz at home, hosting the Crown College Pollers. couple changes in the offseason in the league. Coach Jones no longer at Bethany. There's a first-year head coach there. New head coach at Northland as well. So you're not the only new blood, if you will, when you look around the league. A lot of talk last year about how wide open it was, and you saw that transpire throughout this season. Do you see it similar this way in year two of you being in this league, coach, or what maybe looks different to you now that you start to maybe look a little more around the league now that your next games will be against UMAC opponents? Yeah, I I definitely still think the the conference is pretty kind of wide open. Um, I think this year you kind of do have your top four or five teams a little bit more stacked, I guess you could say, or a little bit more heavily um, with in terms of trying to win the conference, and then obviously a couple other ones. But I I also think it's pretty wide open. Um, obviously, we were picked fourth this year, and I think with just some of like the returners um, that other teams have, obviously Northwestern returns almost everyone and they're going to be obviously very tough again this year. But like you said earlier, we were the only team to beat them last year in the regular season. Um, So I think that goes to show of kind of the team we are and the team that we are going to be this year. um, Cause we do also have quite a few returners um, coming back as well, stepping up for us. So I do think, yes, it's wide open, but at the same time, I do kind of see, or see those top four, I guess you could say, are kind of, they were kind of pretty accurate in my eyes. Now, when we had uh, Greg Polkowski on our podcast, and we love having him on as well, he was selling me on all the great things Superior has to offer, telling me about the restaurants and the different things. So I'm just curious, <laughs> what are your favorite go-to spots in Superior? He had like a pizza place and then a couple other ones, because I had mentioned when I go through there, I stop at Culver's, and he said, well, Culver's hey. is great, but you're not you're not doing it right if you're going to Culver's. So are there hidden gems in Superior that you can tell us about? Um, yeah, they're more so like sit-down restaurants. Obviously, we have our fast food restaurants like Culver's when you're just kind of driving through. Um, but we're kind of known for a couple like um, burger bars here in Superior. Anchor Bar is one of them. It was actually on like the 
diners dry dives and drives or whatever mm -hmm. that show mm -hmm. is um so it was on there so that's definitely a little famous spot here um i'm big i like there's not too many restaurants in Superior, to be honest. Um, uh, Seven West, I kind of go to a lot. I know that's kind of, that is a more common chain, but at the same time, it's kind of one of the only options in Superior, so it's definitely very busy. Um, other than that, I mean, not a whole lot where I kind of go and hang out. If anything, sometimes if I'm wanting something else, I will just make the drive over to Duluth. Mm. So taking us outside of Superior, you played in this league for a number of years. You're now a coach in this league. Favorite gym outside of the Mertz, and you can say as a player and or a coach, however you want to take it, and why do you like that gym as number one outside of the Mertz? Hmm. Um, I would probably say for our conference, it would be Northwestern. Um, it was always obviously Northwestern fans travel pretty or not travel, excuse me, show up for, um, for a lot of the games, huge student um, crowd. Um, but then same thing with a lot of our players being from like the cities in Southern Minnesota, we always got a large crowd as well. Um, and I just kind of like that atmosphere, like how, it's up above the bleachers are kind of like, it's almost like the fans are sitting on top of you kind of like that atmosphere. Um, so I definitely would say probably Northwestern outside of obviously the Mertz here in Superior. Um, some other teams in our conference have pretty decent gyms as well, but I always liked playing Northwestern just because we always knew it was going to be a big rival as well. So we could always count on having a very close and competitive game. Um, and then obviously coach call my, my dad is actually pretty good friends with him as well so it's always kind of a, a rival when we play them as as well so they they went to college together i mm. believe or just or just passed each other at mankato state um but so they knew each other so that's kind of always fun as well that does not shock me i i swear coach call knows everybody <laughs> every, every time we talk uh, to him he's got he's got yep. another connection just crazy but uh and, and and we're also a little biased towards Northwestern, so we understand <laughs> your answer with that. It is. It's a great gym. I, I can't fault you for that. So um, so as you enter conference play this year, now that you actually had time to prepare this season, like you said, you got the job so late last year. Everything was just kind of, we're just going to run with it and we're going to figure it out as we go. Now this year, knowing you're the head coach, you get into conference play, does your messaging change at all to your players this year on what the expectations are, or is it kind of the same mindset and the same message that you're giving them ahead of conference play? Um, it's kind of similar, I guess you could say, um, just in terms of kind of where I expect us to be. Obviously, I was a part of a lot of successful teams here at Superior, so I kind of know what it takes and what those expectations are that we need to set. So I definitely have set those with these with my players, and they kind of, like I said, have bought in already, and they kind of know what I'm expecting out of them. So in terms of, like, preparing and all that, I don't think the message is pretty different at all, just knowing that we are capable of being – the top team again in the conference and we have to believe that ourselves and that yet again that starts at practice getting better every single day and striving for that so like I said I don't think my message has changed a whole lot but I just think from what we've accomplished last year is definitely um, helps this year in terms of knowing we can actually do this 
We'll wrap with this one, Coach. So very vague question, but you can take it any direction, and I feel like we're all asked it at some point. What is your why for for this job, this position? You mentioned you're diving into recruiting now for the first time, a full offseason, a chance to look at the whole picture, if you will. I know you're super young in this and haven't been in this for too long, but I'm sure there are days that feel longer than others, some practices that are tougher than others, some losses that are harder to take than others. What is your why? What is what you always go back to? for why you do this yeah no for sure definitely just the relationships that I have with my players I'm a big people person and I love making the memories outside the court joking around having the team parties having the girls over at my house for dinners those memories are are why I love it so much and why I stick through the tough times obviously yes wins and wins obviously is a good thing but at the same time we all know losses and tough times are going to happen so just being able to have those relationships with my players definitely make those tough times a lot better when I played as a student athlete I got along with my coach very well and definitely a lifelong mentor and that's just kind of what I'm striving to be for these young girls amen that's so good coach thank you so much for the time we really do appreciate it best of luck and UMAC play this season coming up, and uh, why didn't I look forward to staying in touch along the way? Thank you. I appreciate it, guys.